Desert Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM. It's 91.3 Capital FM, Desert Island Discs on this wonderful Sunday evening. And as always, sharing life's inspirational stories by those that have distinguished themselves. Tonight on the program, I have an incredible young man. And I'm calling him Young Man deliberately for when we are done with this conversation. You'll agree with me that he's a young man, but making quite a huge, impactful meaning to hundreds, perhaps even thousands like him. CK Jaffet, welcome to the program. Thank you, Simon, for having me. It's really exciting to be here. Even before I introduce you to our viewers and listeners on what you do and who you are, let's first break down this code. What does a C and a K stand for in the CK Jaffet <laughs> name? So, so I like to say that the C mm-hmm. stands for caring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I care deeply uh, for the work that I do. Wow. And the K stands for kind. <laughs> but but it's, this is your later remix. Of your yeah, yeah. I, I don't think your parents <laughs> no, have no, given no, back no. to you. Just no, no, caring no. and kind. They wouldn't recognize that. <laughs> but it's, it's Chiko Kawanguzi Jafeth. Wow, Chiko Kawanguzi Jafeth. Yes. I like the way you put it. It could have been KC <laughs> yeah. Jafeth, but you chose CK. <laughs> yeah. Why? Was it about the phonetics of it or it's that's what you are? Um... I think that that's, it's a reflection of, 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 of who I am, really. And, and it uh, gets sounded well with the community that I work with, uh, <laughs> KCCK. Yeah. Like, let's go with CK. <laughs> Quite interesting. Yeah. CK, once again, welcome to the program. You are here as the lead person at the Innovation Village. Now, I'm trying to avoid the exact title that yeah. you wore. I only want to hear it from you. Yeah. We are at the Innovation Village. I mean, look around us, beautiful spaces, and incredible work that you're doing here. And of course, later on on the program, you'll be telling us what you do. But we want to know your life story. Mm. Again, before we go there, <laughs> what are you doing here? Where are we? Well, we are at a place that we believe is, uh, you know, here to make Uganda the best place to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, we've heard that Uganda is the most entrepreneurial country in the world. But I used to ask, where do I find those entrepreneurs? Where can I meet them? And how can we support them to take up that position they deserve? So this is the Innovation Village. Uh, to be specific, we're seated at the Future Lab. And we our core focus 26 hours a day, eight days a week, is to unlock and enable potential of young Uganda. Later on, you'll be unpacking <laughs> and giving us the, yeah. you know, the, you know, the, the how, the when. Absolutely, yes, or later yes. on in the program. Yeah. But it's a beautiful space, and you talked about you're going to be in the most entrepreneurial country, and asking yourself where you would meet these entrepreneurs. One would argue, or even say, the mama that you pass by selling yes. their bananas, yeah. the guy that is, you know, taxi tote calling you in to get into the next matatu, Every single person is out to do something that earns them bread. But it's always a mosaic of disconnect. Yes. How and what made you think that this can all be organized and focused with an end game and goal in time? Well, um, I think that's, that really takes me back to the beginning of, of uh, looking at the potential that we have as a young country. And I remember about eight, ten years ago, we used to do uh, innovation competitions with a local telco company. The nature of all such competitions is you bring in a hundred submissions, we select idea one, idea two, idea three as the winners and we celebrate those just because they look as sharp as Simon. Ah, (laughs) complete bells and whistles around them. Just because they can speak, just because they're confident. But I used to ask myself, what about idea five that I liked, but the guy couldn't express himself? What Very happens important. to him? You know, what about idea 10, uh, who just didn't have enough time to put up his submission? What about idea six, who couldn't you know, speak English? And when you look at it uh, for the last 10 to 15 years, that's how we've identified entrepreneurs you know, as a country. Uh, so we asked ourselves the important question, what happens to the 97 who don't win this competition? Sometimes you may even ask those who win the competition, yes. what happens to yes. them now after the winning? That's, the, that's even the harder part. Mm-hmm. Because if you meet the winners three years ago 
and you say, what happened? You used to be the champion on the streets. They're old, dark, yeah, you know, something so happened. Life happened. Yeah. On another day when we're having a conversation around innovation, entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. and everything that you do, we will certainly extrapolate a lot more yeah. about this whole idea. Tonight, we want to know <laughs> you. <laughs> and we start from the beginning. Yeah. Who are you? I always ask, when were you born? Where yeah. were you born? Whom were you born? Yeah. Interesting. I've never been asked that, that eat that way, but you've never been. I mean, you meet folks on the street and say, "Go to Manawai." I'm going to use English. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was born to you know Paul and Mary Hwanguzi, uh Both teachers are very passionate about the work that they do. Very hard workers. Uh, for all I can remember, my mom was up by 4 a.m. You know, every, for all I can remember. And for all I can remember, my dad was working as late as 11 p.m. So now when they ask me, um, you work too much, I say, uh, I, I, you know, I know where I got this from. Apples don't fall yeah. from mango trees. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was in the 21st March, 1983. 1983, uh, yeah. recently here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to so many young Ugandans. I know. <laughs> yeah, and um, very stubborn kid. Uh, really, really stubborn. Nothing seems to have changed. Yeah, since. no. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot has changed. A lot has changed. So I, I um, went to school at Chirika. You, yeah. You're taking it so fast. Let's go back to Kawanguzi household. Are you the yes. kid in there? No, I'm, uh, I'm a second child. You know, for, there's a first boy. He's uh, called Jephtha. Mm-hmm. I'm called Japheth. Yeah, uh, like the way they yeah. chose their names. Yeah. yeah, and my sister is called uh, Ketra. You wow. Know, yeah, still baby sister. Those so it's just three of you? Just three of us, household. yes, from wow. that household. So you're the middle child in there? Yeah, middle child. Second um, boy, always flexing up with your brother, Jephthah. Always flexing up. And I always stood up to him and you know showed him the punches. Why? <laughs> Is it because of uh, young man syndrome where you say, well, you know what, I'm going to show you. I think, I, think I had this philosophy that uh, as, uh, as a middle child, middle children are the most unloved. As a, oh, yeah. as a joke, because <laughs> first boy, everybody's excited. You know, first child, boy, you know. Uh, and then the last is a girl. Everyone is yeah, a yeah, girl. So the middle guy is the guy who's, <laughs> to just, him it may concern. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to fight. Yeah, 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 I had to, as long as, yeah, I can remember. And it was really a really happy childhood. Um, my dad, even as a teacher, had this, saying where he would come at home, I think after receiving his salary and say, in the center, mm-hmm. you know, in the I, center, am the I am the money. So how much do you want? Really, really close um, as, a, as a family. Uh, we all, of course, looked at our baby sister and wanted to take care of her, still do. Uh, and, you know, like I was saying, we went to primary school. In Chireka. In Chireka. Um, this was a neighborhood school or you had no, to cross it was across town? Or is because that's where mom or dad was working? No, move, move across town um, and uh, probably an hour or two to the, to, to the school. Why? Why did the parents choose to put you there? I think it was a, it's a faith, uh, religious school. Uh, and, 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 you know, they believed that's where the character of the child they wanted would, would, would come from. I need to ask them whether it actually has worked for them. (laughs) (laughs) Now with the benefit of hindsight. (laughs) That's another story. (laughs) Before we get down to Mm. where then life takes you through the journey of education and how you were brought up further to that, on this program we play our music. Yeah. So what will be your first song and why? I think the first song is is Try. Try? Yeah, by Pink. Yeah. It's an interesting song. Yeah. Quite a bit of and, and unfortunately, you'll see that all my, my choices are really about, you know, trying to, or getting there, or, you know, so trying, because um, I believe, and what has become my character now is we give up too soon, you know, uh, so, and that's my own story, you know, I had to try and try and try and try and try. So as I was trying, I just listened to Pink, uh, in, you know, telling us, to, you know, you, you, you don't give up. You have to try and try and try and try again. I'm sure you're listening very keenly to that, just in case you are thinking of timing the diet. Don't even think of trying, but you can try on so many other things that you intend to do that will lead you <laughs> to the place that you want to be. That's the song chosen by C.K. Jacket. Mm-hmm. 
who is the lead person here at the Innovation Village here on 91.3 Capital FM's Desert Island Discs. Desert Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM. Capital FM, CK Japheth with us here sharing his life story, a story of 36 years, but if you look at what the footprint is on the ground, you wouldn't be mistaken to say this is a man that's lived for more than half a century. And that is because of the inspiration you pass on to young people through the works that you do. Innovation village and so much that you'll be telling us again later on in the program. Those of you, Mr. Aliapat, he gave us a bit of an intro and now you understand where we are. So CK, school, being obstinate, yeah. uh, running around, and being a child anyway. Yeah. 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 So from Chireka, where did you go? Chireka, I went to Bukema uh, Adventist you know, College. So you were following the Christian faith of the yes. Adventist? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. To ensure that then you are made into a whole child. Yes. How was Bukema for you? Bukema was... Uh, it was a good school, good old days. You know, I used to be in uh, in uh, in in the choir. I used to have these guys I used to sing. Was in the whole school one big choir? I mean, <laughs> let's get you Adventist. Everybody sings. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So we, we used to create uh, our own segments uh, mm-hmm. in there in the bigger choir. Oh, the bigger choir. Yeah. So each, there was a little sub choir yes. everywhere. Yes, and compete uh, ferociously amongst yourself. Yes, uh-huh. you know, good old days. I uh, was there for four years. Um, so I remember I had a big fight with my dad about going back. Why? Is it because of... Um... No, I, want, I wanted to go to one of these cool schools, uh, you know, you know, you're in King's College, you're in you know, Kira College. Uh, so I actually, you know, got a, a placement in Kira College, Butiki. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went there and I got admitted. Then I came back and my dad said, you're not going there. You know, when you're ready to start school, you'll go back. You know, so I think I sat out of school for for about uh, full term. So wait a minute, Tiki. Mm-hmm. Why do you not want to go back to Bukema? It wasn't cool enough for you at that point, or you had a few skeletons that you didn't want to get <laughs> No, I guess it was uh, friends. It was, you know, hunger for change, you know, hunger for different experience uh, that, that I was looking forward to. Uh, what mainly were you doing in Bugema other than acquiring that was in the realm of extracurricular? Um, Maybe in there could be the missing link. 
<laughs> I think we, we played lots of games, you know, basketball, um, you know, rugby. I, I wasn't so good, but the Kenyans in the school were, were really good. Yeah. And don't tell me you did all the six years. I actually did. I went wow. back uh, in, in senior five, senior six, and um, it, it, it eventually shaped who I am, you know. What do you want to be when you were out of that school? What were you studying to be? Or were you just studying? Um, I was just studying, largely, mm-hmm. but because I was uh, really good at economics, you know. Um, you knew how to count the money. Yeah. <laughs> And I did just that, uh, and uh, uh, I managed to get uh, in on government sponsorship. You're kidding me. Yeah. Uh, but I think that, that's when life really starts for me. Mm-hmm. Because um, my parents, my dad was teaching in the same school, so that's perhaps why I didn't want to go back. Oh, you were teaching in Bugema? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember he called me in one day into his workshop. He was teaching physical drawing, woodwork, you know, the technical drawing, sorry. Okay. And he told me that, um, you know, here's what I earn, right? Uh, by the time you're in senior four, your brother will be in senior six, your sister will be in senior one. There's no way I'll be able to educate my kids um, and also look after my wife, you know, so I have to leave this country. That's, that's, that's how we ended up going to the UK uh, to, to start a life where he could now look after his family. For me, all of that didn't matter. What mattered was I could now tell my friends, oh, my father is in the UK. And oh, <laughs> that was the most important piece. But tell me something now, that's, yeah. that brings a good aspect of mm. parenting. Your dad always had these candid conversations yes. with you, his children, yes. on especially a life-changing yes. decision he was going yes. to make. You know, I started doing business or family business in my senior two uh, with my with my parents, uh, and for, it, it, it was really being able to contribute. And I guess it's something they also you know saw in me, stubborn kid, give him responsibility. Just uh, to tell me, yeah, yeah. So my my parents left when I was I think 16, 17. So they both left to the UK. Yes, my mom left after a year or two there after that and and uh, then they left you to yeah. the world on your own there was no <laughs> yeah no boundaries no boundaries whatsoever how did you What's make it? yeah it out alive <laughs> I mean, who well get that kind of freedom at 16 and they don't blow it oh my god everybody told them yeah you've lost it you've uh, you've lost it but i think it's uh it's the responsibility they then left me, you know, you had a family business, a school at oh. 16. I ha- had to sign on the checks mm-hmm. and it gave me some sort of responsibility. And a bit of power. Yeah, and a bit of the power is, was nice. Very important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then I, you know, eventually, you know, uh, went to university. Really stubborn guy at university. And tell yeah. me more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this I time think, you are unlocked out of those imposing yeah, fences and get some bogema. And now you're at yes, Makere. In a hostel, you know. The school ended where you wanted to yeah, end. Yeah, I used to go to to, uh, to club. Oh, now you started club. Yeah, I started Had you ever club before? Uh, no. I'll be honest here. No. <laughs> Even jumping. No, no, never. So never. tell me your first mm. experience in a club. Oh like, my God. The lights, the music. The music, the lights, the people. It was it was awesome. And you're using people just to be a bit modest, but let's say the bait. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that. Things you had not seen. Things I had never seen, never imagined. So I did it on Tuesday. I did it on Tuesday, Silk, Wednesday, Palui, mm-hmm. Thursday, Silk, uh, I mean, governor. governor. Friday is the weekend. Uh, of course. So Saturday, we repeat it all over again. So Monday, I attend one lecture. Because you are tired <laughs> for the whole week. Yeah, Monday. so I have yeah. to be a responsible student on Monday. <laughs> on Monday. On and then repeat. My goodness, yeah. what a life. Crazy. And you were doing economics. I was doing economics. And believe me, I wasn't good at it at university. Yeah, but then um, I think one day uh, we're out in, in 3 a.m. with this friend of mine and he tells me, you know, my life is going down. 
and I'm not going down alone. You know, so uh, just the two of us, I look and say, so who are you taking along with you? <laughs> Natural choice. Yeah, so, so I was the guy. And, you know, I said, no, this has to stop. You know, there's something very interesting about hitting rock bottom. Mm. It never comes to you without you being aware. Yeah. So at 3 a.m. on a wilder party night, yeah. some, the last iota of sense left in him. Yes. He decides to share it with you. Yes. And that changes your life. It changes your lucky yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, this has to stop. Did it stop? It did. Like that. You like snapped that. out of it. I snapped out of it. After how many years of active professional and industrial partying? <laughs> I mean, you're big that industry. Now, when you say that memories come, I remember at, at a point I had orange hair. Some, one of those crazy nights. Wow. Yeah, but it stopped after I think uh, two years. You know, when I was getting into third year. Uh, just at the right time. Yeah, just at the right time, and I discovered what school was. Finally, finally, you had been on holiday yeah, for years. Finally, I really, I, it was really crazy. I remember, mm -hmm. I, I even retook a paper I wasn't supposed to retake. Because you're not aware of what to retake. No, I saw, oh, that's the one I failed to retake and it wasn't. Yeah, but, but I guess uh, finally came back to my senses. And, and for me, it's proof that anyone out there, you, you never to fall in. Not to rise up. Not to rise up again. You fall yeah, you eight fall, times, rise yeah. ten. Fall ten all you want, but the, the, you one morning you can wake up and say, no, uh, this is it. Let's wake up to another song. What will be your next song, CK? Um, Wall of Fame. Wow. <laughs> right there. Yeah, Wall of Fame, the script. Uh, I think who I am. And, and the reason it's a, it's a good song or important song for me is, is this life of, you know, growing up, you know, stubborn kid, you know, you look like you're going to be a failure. Everybody believes you are, you know. And the, the way the song starts is, get up, you, you know, full of nothing, you know. You know, so that that was me, you know, um, um, so, in the formative years, yes. not so long ago. Yeah, but so I, 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 I wanted to to you know, to rise up and you know say, okay, let, what what can we do apart from trying and do it so well yeah. that you're on the wall of fame. Yes, as chosen <laughs> by C.K. Jaffet, a song by Will I Am and his buddies, and you know, with quite a bit of uh, encrypted messaging, but. The message is clear. Four, ten times, raise up one more time, more than the ten times. We'll be right back. It's Desert Island Discs. Desert Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM. Yeah, you can be the greatest. You can be the best. You can be the King Kong banging on your chest. You can beat the world. You can beat the war. You can talk the guy go banging on his door. You can throw your hands up. You can beat the clock. You can move a mountain. Politicians be preachers, preachers, yeah. be the 
91.3 Capital FM, Desert Island Disc Series, and yes, CK, tell me, the man at the Innovation Village, a place that is changing lives, a thing that many people don't understand, but those who get in there, walk out of your doors, a transformed lot. As you are going through the motions of transformation in your own personal life, like we've just had at the university, and waking up with the reality that, oh, I have a course, I need to complete mm. it, and I need to forge my life ahead. What was going on in, okay, and I like being a bit naughty on this one, mm. private, private life. I mean, this is the time you also begin to appreciate the other fair sex and all yeah. that. So it can't have only just been about partying, it's also yeah. about, you know, getting the kind of company that your parents warned you about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I guess I, I, I missed a big part of that, mm. and I'll tell you why. Because as much as I was partying, I had a bigger responsibility with the family business, mm -hmm. you know. So it, it did really take a lot of my time, and it did shape my my initial understanding of what work is. Um, so I, I, I must confess, I didn't really do well mm -hmm. uh, in that area. I, I really didn't really do well. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that a regret that you hold to date? <laughs> to date, uh, not not really, not really. Oh, it's uh, now time to play catch up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm 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 married to a lawyer, so you don't want someone reading you the right act. Eh? <laughs> no, no, no. But but I guess I guess I did I did have uh, you know my options. I uh, I always knew what I wanted, um, and you know. I've, I've, I've always, you know, also looked out for, you know, someone out there on the other side. That will add some complimentary value yes. to you. So this lawyer, where mm. do you first cast your eye on them from? <laughs> well, she came to uh, the business here at the Innovation Village to give me some legal advice. And then after listening, I said, I could do with this legal advice for the rest of my life. Wow. <laughs> that was very good legal advice. Yeah, it must have read to you. Yeah. Completely yeah. all its adjustments. Yeah, but really met on a, on a work day, and she was trying to advise on a few things that I need to put into consideration as we try to build a business. And now, so to speak, in the legal speak, you have a covenant and uh, <laughs> living happily yeah. ever after. Yeah. Wow, that's very incredible. Yeah. But now, turning back to your life, now you complete university, Yeah. but you're running a family business of absentee parents yes. who are also toiling away yes. in the nether just to ensure yeah. that you have a decent life. Yes. Do they ever return? Once a year, uh, they used to return, and of course, I used to be at my best behavior Complete then, with the books yes, also. Yeah. Best behavior and for the month they're here, good good times, good reflections. Um, they got used to life out there. Uh, I remember my dad saying, when he's speaking, he's saying, uh, back home, you know, so he started referring to the UK as um, home. Uh, oh, he started referring to the UK <laughs> as back home. Yes. So they, they probably got so comfortable there, it's easy to... Uh, and I also got comfortable. I tried to go a couple of times, but it didn't really work out. But now I believe that's that that, that, that was destiny. The know, bigger calling. Yes, speaking to me. So are they still in the UK, your parents? They are up and about now. Okay. Up and about. Uh, they achieved the aspiration of educating the children. Uh, so they're up and about. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. And they are loving the whole idea of also playing the grandparents' game. Yes. If at all. Yeah. Are you blessed with any children at the moment? Well, nice question, but we just had one a few days ago. Wow, that's and tremendous. Really excited. It's, it's, it's the only thing I'm doing right now. Being a father. <laughs> Being a father. We're glad from your fathering duties you've taken trouble to come and have this conversation with us. Thank you for having me. You surely yeah. must hold us in very high regard. <laughs> <laughs> so CK, with all this forming out, your parents come in to audit you every so often. Did you find yourself sometimes on the back burner where you have uh, squandered a few finances, you haven't put up a few things that you were supposed to have put up? Or let's look at the flip side. Yeah, yeah there are moments when you overachieved and they yeah. came and they were all like, wow. 
Yeah. I think, thank God, I wasn't in total control. I mm -hmm. had some power, not total power. So when things <laughs> went wrong, you blamed the other guys. When things went right, you took the credit. No, not, not really, but uh, my power was controlled in such a way that you know, I couldn't take uh, all the decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think uh, I, I did really good. Um, made them proud, uh, secured family property, uh, and and there was growth year on year uh, in, in, in the business. Wow, that's yeah. tremendous. And when you had a bit of a challenge, you reached out to them and told them before they came to realize it themselves? Um, I, I think um, they, they, they really grew apart from it and you know, just left it uh, to me. Does it still exist anyway? It does. It does, and I'm, I'm still critical in, you know, in running it, even, wow. even right now. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty tremendous. Yeah. Let's play the next songs. Um, the next song is Stronger mm -hmm. by ah. <laughs> <laughs> Stronger, Kelly Clarkson. Uh, and Stronger because that's the point I had to call on all the strength I had in my life to be able to attack the next phase of my life, all the energy that was required of me to, to, to really. So I used to think, the song says, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Desert Island Discs on 91.3, Capital FM. You know the bed feels warmer, sleeping here alone. You know I dream in color and do the things I want. Think you got the best of me Think you've had the last laugh Bet you think that everything good is gone Think you left me broken down Think that I'll come on and back Maybe you don't know me cause you're dead wrong What doesn't kill you makes you stronger As you pounded the streets, they call it tamaki, yeah. with a brown envelope in yes. hand, complete with your credentials, uh, getting yeah. them in almost every tall building in this town. That was your hymn. Yes. Singing beneath your belly as you yes. come to Yes, eight job applications uh, that I had to make. The closest I came was with a government agency. We were 1,332. Uh, we went to Nambole, you know, 50 questions, 50 minutes. In um, the, the, the usual yes. humanizing experience of yes. sitting in there, like you're going well, an aptitude test where they ask a question and say, A mango has fallen from the tree, it rolls, it stops rolling. Which direction is it facing? You know, how am I supposed to know? You know but I managed to be among the five guys who made it for the face to face interview. From how many? 1332. And you among the top five? Yes, that's the only evidence I have that I used to be a bright guy. 
<laughs> Back in the day. Nothing it, has changed. Yeah. You're still a brilliant guy. <laughs> and, and I remember when we went for the first face, uh, and it's a, it's, that's the story of unemployment of the other young people now. Mm-hmm. We were five of us. The next guy was my classmate. The other was our lecturer. He was also trying to escape the system. And, you know, we just had six of us as pinned. And then uh, a sixth person entered the room. Mm-hmm. Young, beautiful girl. Uh, who ended up getting the job? Yeah, I think there was, <laughs> was much more to brilliance than yeah. well for the job. Than, uh, I like joking these days that she was so beautiful that even if I had gotten the job, I'd say, friends, let's save time. Let's give let's her the job. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I, I, I couldn't get a job. Um, and it took me, I had to go back to my high school to teach economics and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So I became a teacher. Um, Following up on your parents' footsteps. Yes. See, the were, apple doesn't fall from a mango tree. And they were really proud of, 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 of what that. you had turned out to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, it, you know, it hit me that I couldn't raise a family on 230,000 shillings a month. Would you even sustain yourself yeah. with that amount of money? Yeah. I see. Yes, of family, no. you know, I know. So I remember when uh, the staff from 2010 about 150 teachers, then the headmistress says, it's December 18th, uh, everyone is planning for Christmas. Says, uh, we do not have enough money to pay all of you. But if each of you shares 150,000 shillings, it's going to be enough for all of us as teachers. On top of that, we'll be able to give you sugar, you know, cooking oil, two cages of meat, and for every other item she was mentioning, people were clapping, you know, that, Help me understand, I'm, I'm, these guys are good, they are really good, but okay. if I had a problem, none of them would be able to help me, you know. Uh, but they live in their vicious yes. cycle. Yes, yes. economics guy, vicious yeah. cycle poverty. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, uh, I, I, I resigned from the teaching job. I came to town looking for two people. One who had been told earns $1,000 to speak an hour, uh, and the other who is a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's when my career really, you know, started taking off, uh, in, when I came to town, uh, after, after the teaching. Um, eventually I, I ended up working with, uh, with a consultancy firm that gave me a job to Which, speak. No, no, no. Mm. Uh, a job to work with corporate Uganda mm-hmm. and it was uh, you know, 17 hours a day, including weekends. You're kidding me. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's the job that shaped my mindset of what work is. Looks like celebrity works sometimes <laughs> positively. <laughs> Interesting job. I did it and it, you know, really shaped my next level. Um, that's how I ended up getting a job in, uh, in Omeme. Uh, and I remember... What job was it? You know, it, it, not climbing poles at least. No, 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 not climbing <laughs> poles. I think, I think um, I was so tired of doing 17 hours a day, including weekends. When I went into that interview, I knew if I don't come out of that room with that job, I'm going back to 17 hours. You know, so that was at the craze of uh, Obama and, you know, he had his 100-day plan. So I walk into the room and say, here is my 100-day plan as head of talent at Umeme. Wow, you know, um, and that was a blonde. Yeah. Like, this guy knows his 100-day plan. So they said, "Are you already giving yourself the job?" I said, "It doesn't hurt to dream, you know." Um, the dream is free. The hustle, uh-huh. my friend, comes it, is paid for separately. <laughs> <laughs> in in what I look at as 26 hours a day. Wow. Yeah, and I did the job in Omeme to the best of my ability, five years. But part of the unfortunate times of the job was saying no to 700 job applications, you know. All meant for one job. All meant for one job. (sighs) Yeah, and when they say unemployment is bad, I experienced it by applying for 80 jobs. Now I'm saying not 700 job applications. Until one day, I call it an unfortunate day, I get a newspaper and I see big telco company doing innovation competitions the way we used to do them five years ago, you know, and I said, you know, something needs to be done uh, differently. 
for this industry and the potential that, that we have. And what was that? That's the moment you decided I'm quitting my job? Or that's the moment <laughs> no, that's the moment I registered my first business uh, wow. called IDEA, standing for Innovation Drives Entrepreneurship and Achievement. Uh, Innovation Drives Entrepreneurship and achievement. and achievement. Wow. And all I thought I needed was ideas and would rule the world, you know, very naive. And uh, I forgot that I don't have $100 million yeah, and, and um, you know, I went on doing my job and looking at the innovation idea industry mm -hmm. in totality, trying to understand what are the opportunities in there. And I, I came across some of the most, you know, staggering and disturbing statistics. Mm -hmm. A small country, Israel, gets more venture capital than Africa. The continent. The cont uh, more venture capital a month yes. than Africa, the full year. Hmm? Yeah. So how can a 9 million people get more venture capital than the full Africa a month? And this is a year. And I say, well, why? What's wrong with an African? Uh, then I said, okay, let's bring it closer to, to, to Africa, to Uganda. About a billion dollars for innovation, entrepreneurship, young people. 35% Nigeria, another 35% Kenya, my neighbors here, another, the rest goes to South Africa, and Uganda, which is the most entrepreneurial country in the world. Gets less than digit. Yeah, well, less than 1%. Ooh, so why? So I ask again, why? What's wrong with a Ugandan entrepreneur? Why aren't we as competitive as our neighbors? Um, that's when I really start this wrapping my mind around this opportunity of Innovation Village of what can be done because an entrepreneur here is as good as entrepreneurs else there out there. But um, we are conditioned to imagine yes. as an entrepreneur or an investor for that matter does not necessarily have to look yeah. like you and I. It yeah. must come with fair yeah. hair and yeah. fair skin. Yeah. But you are transforming that, I want to believe, and that will find out more detail after listening to your next song. <laughs> what will it be? Yeah, it's, it's Baliwa. Hey, <laughs> Baliwa. Chameleon. <laughs> Why? You will love the music of Chameleon for the beat or this time the message you are sending it? Well, it's, I guess it's both. I mean, if you, look at, at, if you look at his own story, you know, going to Kenya on a bus, on Seated in a Mawingo, stool, yeah, in a bus. You know, and then, corridor. yeah, and... Uh, uh, that's the actual words there. And then, you know, how long his career has been doing what he loves and now where he is, you know. Um, it's, 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 I think it should be an example to any other young person that, that you know, you, you can build a career out of things you love. But of, of course, the other fun part is, you know, people see the, 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 finished, the yes. finished product. They do not know the making. Yes. Like how you, they have yeah. no idea what kind of blast furnishing. Yes. A gold ring goes through. Yeah. The habit has been fine. Yeah. No yeah. pressure, no diamonds. Wow, indeed you've had. We'll be right back. It's Desert Island Discs. Desert Island Discs on 91.3. Capital FM. Somebody in the food in 
91.3 Capital FM, Desert Island, this is CK Jacket. You are telling us something that we have not had before where you out of the desire to get things done and quick, you are contemplating quitting a top corporate yeah. job to try out something that you just called idea. Yes. Ah, come on. How many years down the road now have you had this place? Um, four years now. Four years. But eight years we're explaining the idea to people. <laughs> <laughs> eight years is not, the four years is not part of the eight years. No, no, it's not. The four years we're saying, we can do this different, we can do this better, we can do this a certain way. No one listens, so we say, let's do it. But also to start up means you must have some dedicated resources. Yeah. Where do you pick the capital to start this up? <laughs> you pick up some few home furniture, some from dilapidated chairs from your school and put things together in some room somewhere. Uh, I think that's, that's a part most people don't, don't get. And I, keep, I explain it by saying uh, resources don't flow to those who need it because you need capital to start. Resources flow to those who create value for it. You know, so I had to create wow. a value. It's powerful. Yeah, I had to create value uh, to attract the resources that we needed uh, to start. But the first real start was, you know, my angel investor, as we call them, who gave me that first $6,000 because he liked the guy. He didn't like the business. Uh, he just said, well, okay, you're a nice guy. Yeah, yeah here's your $6,000. You know, here is 6, and the 6000 turned into, I think, 15000 which ran out after two months. And that's when the, the rubber hit the road, yes. as they say. Yes. 26 hours a day, eight days a week. Um, and, you know, for two years, it's only me who knew that I could close the business and go home and I'd be okay with it. That, that trying. But we want to know a man who makes the decisions you make, the man who does the things that you do, a man who has got the kind of drive that has, a man that is obstinate as a young child, but then turns out to be very, very instrumental in shaping other people's lives, a man who will choose to follow his dream against the bragging rights of his mother. What does he eat for breakfast? What does he eat for lunch? What's your favorite dish, CK? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very bad at food. Uh... A, good, a few good fried eggs, uh, toast bread, you know, uh, milk uh, would get me started. And I'm very bad at food, the eggs, and I'm, I'm happy to do that over and over again. Well, yeah, I'm just looking yeah. at you, you are not one of those <laughs> looks uh, malnourished and all that. So a few fried eggs yeah. and uh, some toast, yeah. what's the response for this glow and good look on your face? Eh? That's the wife. Uh, <laughs> oh, now you are <laughs> eating your supper. Previously, yeah. you used to drink it, yeah. a cup of coffee. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe a shot of this and the other. Yeah. Talking about a shot of this and the other, of course, I know your religious mm. disposition doesn't... Uh, uh, Okay, yeah. but do you sometimes imbibe? No. <laughs> so how do you wash down this favorite dish of yours? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm addicted to cork. Okay. Yeah. Let's get this really right. Yeah. Cork. Yes. Me. Anytime. No. <laughs> <laughs> Coca-Cola. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm advertising uh, for them. For but them <laughs> but, well, we, we need to get the clarity yeah, right. Yeah. So my, I'm talking to a man that's high on something. Eh? Yeah. I should have known better. <laughs> ah, yeah. So anytime is cock time. Anytime. Anytime. There's something in there. When you're not working or thinking of big ideas and coming here to whip uh, guys into getting out of the comfort zones of ideas into mm. our reality, how do you relax? I think at all, because you have yeah, 28 days, 28 yeah. hours a day, 28 days a week. I think give me a good movie anytime. Mm -hmm. I'll uh, I'll watch it even if it's work hours. Mm -hmm. uh, wow! Don't tell that to my my team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, anytime I'm 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 a guy who likes going into the adventure world. You know, watch a, a series that has a lot of imagination. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, try to understand you know the mind behind that creation, and uh, and how you know uh, it, it, that inspires me. 
On a good day, someone deserves a good laugh. Mm. That's stuff that gives you a good laugh, Sika. Hmm. Nothing. I think <laughs> if the laugh, the laugh is attached to uh, the celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, it's looking at uh, right now a young guy who's come out of nowhere is able to, you know, achieve the aspirations they, you know, uh, as a result of, of, of the work we're able to now do to support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that really makes me, you know, happy and, 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 and the laugh. What gives you a frown or even a sad face? Maybe put it even in a stronger way. What mm. gets you angry? Wow, angry. I think for me, it's been uh, someone looking at whether it's my staff or the people I come in touch with who have so much to offer, so much to offer, and they can't see it or they sit on, on that potential. You know, and I've, I feel I've run out of ways to help them understand you know, the potential that they have and that they are ready and the world is waiting for them to just rise up to that. The world is not usually very kind. Mm. It's in fact very harsh to especially those who try as much as possible to change it for the better. <laughs> is that something you tell your people when you meet them, the motivation yeah. speeches yeah. that you make and all that? Yeah. And when you do, just tell us one particular case of total transformation that you have witnessed as a result of your work that gives you the reason to come back here every single day to say, I transformed that life. Mm. Several others are in the shadows, mm. just waiting for my light to shine on them. Mm. I think a really good one uh, that transformed as a result of the work that we do was uh, you know, a group of young three people who used to come here um, and uh, they used to call themselves Gone Rogue. Gone Rogue. Gone Rogue. <laughs> so I used to ask them, how am I going to introduce you to uh, um, partners, these are the guys from Gone Rogue. Now they worked together for about six, eight months and they broke up. Uh, they're now doing three different things. They went rogue. Yeah. <laughs> they went rogue indeed. But the, the lady, I'm not saying we did a lot, but the lady ended up forming her own company called Red Pineapple, you know, Young Daisy. And it's grown to do a lot of our work, but then grown to do a lot of of work uh, uh, for bigger clients mm-hmm. uh, out there based of what she can do uh, herself. What is Red Pineapple? It's a restaurant, a recipe for good juice? <laughs> no, it's a design agency. You wow. know, they do graphics, animations, reports, annual reports. And she's done it for clients as uh, even with the World Bank here in the country, uh, which, is, which is my aspiration for every young person. And we didn't invest in her. We didn't do anything, but we helped her discover what she can uniquely do. That is something indeed that is uh, transformational, if I may put it that way. So CK, your life story is a roller coaster, but at 36, it's still morning. Yeah. When we see you in the next five, 10, 20 years, Mm. let me ask. Mm. So interesting question, but it's from Uganda to the world. Mm You know, um, recently with our partners, we've built uh, Motive, which is East Africa's largest creative playground. Uh, Motive. Motive. Uh, we want to build more of these across Africa. Uh, you know, many of my listeners sometimes can take a few things literally. When you say yeah. it's East Africa's biggest playground, are we talking about Nambola <laughs> Stadium kind of playground, <laughs> a Wembley of sorts? What yeah. are we talking about? No, we're talking about a makerspace. A makerspace. Yeah, makerspace where young people come to make stuff. How would one, how does one access such a place? They just walk in there with a sewing machine, for example, plug and start running. Yeah, it's, it's really plug and play. It's do it yourself. It's what do you want to, to do? Uh, it's if you're in fashion, in media, in film, in uh, um, wood, metal. Uh, you know, I was talking to a young lady in beauty you know, uh, so we've created a destination for such young people to come to, to work. Wow, yeah. that's pretty interesting. So in the next 
five, ten years, you yeah. see yourself building many more of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You see yourself continuing in this space. Or are you guys going to seek a career in politics? <laughs> that seems to be the place where brilliant brains like you tend to nah, I saw, retire. I saw a politician the other day open up an innovation hub and I say probably I should be running for politics to, to, to yeah, but, but no, I, the stuff that makes great politicians, man. <laughs> no, 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 but uh, not politics definitely, but, but more tapping into that potential. Uh, so yes, if you find me five years down the road, we'll have our investment fund, 97, uh, fund $50 million wow. investing in entrepreneurs. Uh, I, I won't be doing the spaces because at that point, everybody will be doing the spaces. The spaces. Anyway. Or you can keep the space for those yes. who want to come for yes. us to always keep the yeah. belief of what the first spaces look like. Yes. Sika, it's been a pleasure having you on the program. It's been a pleasure having this conversation with you. Your life story is only just beginning and I have no shadow of doubt that you'll be back on this program <laughs> to share with us the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. One question that you ought to answer, and I want to believe now that you have a, a baby, is to say the country is beautiful, yeah. Uganda. Very. And usually I ask this to my guests, where would you love to unwind or get marooned for that matter in this country if you had an opportunity and why? You know, it's a really beautiful country. I've been to the Nile, I've been up north. But I think I'd, I'd like to be at the Renzori Mountains, you know. Are you going mountain climbing or you just love to be somewhere where no. it is snowing but on the equator? No, I, I just want to land on top of the mountain. I won't climb it. You just want to land You know, the ranges. Yeah. Please, eh? mountain climbing <laughs> is like the journey of entrepreneurship. Yes. They were yes. always beautiful, so please <laughs> make no mistake. Yeah. Oh, tremendous. Mm. We'll certainly find a way if we can of taking you there. <laughs> How we'll get you there is yeah. one question, but we may not guarantee your safety while you're there. Yeah. It's been a pleasure having you on the program. Thank you for having me. You have to say Kwahiri to our multitude of listeners and viewers with your final song. Oh, wow. Mm. Interesting one. Um, I think the final song is, is Fool's Rushing. Because for all of this guy you see, I think I'm, I'm a lover at heart. And it's a song I sang for my wife uh, uh, on, on our wedding day. Wow. Uh, so fools rushing. Uh, not that I rushed into the relationship, but um, when you reach that moment and you know, you making such a decision, it's okay you know, to, to, to rush in and fix things as you... As, as, as you go. You said earlier on that you are part of a choir. Now yeah, you're telling yeah. us you sang this song for your wife. You might be trying out an acapella for us. I, 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 mean, I, I, I lost the voice. <laughs> you have one of those baritones. I want to believe you can do better than this Chiano Pavarotti, you know? Take it's been a pleasure. For your listeners and viewers who catch this program from wherever, now we are bigger and better on YouTube. We don't take your presence on the program for granted. We know that you could have been doing something else in the one hour, but you choose to listen to such inspirational life stories and I want to believe that after listening to Sika's story you'll believe that he is not only just inspirational but he could have been the guy you were looking for to move your idea into the next big thing perhaps better than the innovation from unsliced to sliced bread let's meet same time same place again next Sunday with yet another inspirational story for now it's a wrap good evening Desert Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM
Desert Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM.